Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. That's good. Well, it is season two. We are starting. I'm so excited. A, yeah, we're starting a brand new season. Um, we obviously focused a lot of our focus on uh, season one was obviously the health and the impacts that um, COVID nineteen kind of had on our city, our community, the world, everything. So we're starting off this season a little different and talking more about, I guess, life in general, every everyday situation mm-hmm. going through, and obviously how the amazing Linda Kelly can can possibly help you. <laughs> Um, yes, I am excited for uh, just kind of getting refreshed and starting over. Um, I'm not the only person that is tired of COVID talk. And, <laughs> you know, who knows? I, I would love for COVID to just be a blip on the radar. And then next year we're thinking, oh, what, you know, why did we even freak out? I have no idea. Obviously, we can't tell the future. But for at least for our sake and, and as well as for our listeners' sake, I I'm really excited to talk about the day-to-day, the relationships, the, the mental health stuff, the how, you know, the skills that we know can be applied to everyday life. And of course, as I said to Cassandra, very often throwing my husband under the bus because <laughs> I like to use him for examples. Perfect. We are excited. <laughs> Except today, I think you're going to be providing more examples. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm an open book. I got nothing to hide. I like talking about the stuff and it honestly helps. And I know, you know, from personal experiences, obviously, I've gone through through things. And so a lot of the tips and tricks and, and coping skills that you've like, you know, talked about that we've uh, discussed over the podcast has really honestly benefited me and helped. So and I think a lot of people mm-hmm. out there go through a lot of similar things and maybe they're just um, maybe a little bit more shy or intimidated, you know, to actually go and set up like their first uh, counseling appointment and to sit down with a therapist. So, I mean, maybe this is something that they can realize that it might be helpful for them and maybe hopefully help them and get them through the door. Right. I I hope so. Because, you know, the thing is that private therapy sessions, they are cost prohibitive. I get it. You know, it's not easy to go and pay 150 bucks to talk to someone for an hour. But what a lot of people don't realize is that uh, what is covered by OHIP costs a heck of a lot more than 150 bucks. I mean, for 150 for the hour, we're basically providing, you know, the building, the technology, the reason, like all the resources, the therapists, like everything's included. Whereas, you know, uh, medical build services that are in hospitals. Uh, I mean, that's just like one, one tiny little bit mm-hmm. of what else gets charged. So yeah, it's <laughs> anyway, I mean, I could go on a rant about how I wish things were covered, but that also comes at a greater cost. So yeah, exactly. And we, and we know that too. Right. And I'm sure a lot of people understand. So um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess today we were discussing that we were going to talk about situationships. Have you ever heard of the term a situationship, first of all? I've, I've not heard of the term, but I am definitely familiar with the situation <laughs> itself. <laughs> so I, uh, I've been going through this for a while, and I think it's really entertaining. Just to, I, I like the, like the phrase itself, situationship, because it's so, it's, it's perfect. It fits perfectly. Um, it's actually not like a real term. It's like from like the urban dictionary, but basically for those of you that don't know, okay, I know. I'm, and I'm using urban dictionary too. So I'm I love urban this dictionary. Yeah, so, do I. <laughs> um, so for those of you that don't know, a situationship is basically a romantic relationship that is undefined or maybe even uncommitted. 
it's not the same thing as friends with benefits because I know a lot of people get confused about that. Um, but yeah, like it, it's, it's basically you're with someone with all the benefits of a relationship, but there's no titles, there's no commitment to there's nothing really holding you to that person, even though you guys still have like a good time, you have a good connection, you know, things are going well. Usually situationships don't last as long as let's say the one that I was in, <laughs> but, um, so they can be long-term, they can be short-term. It's, it's really kind of, it just happens without you guys planning it. It just takes, takes kind of place. So yes, yes. Just, just like side note, squirrel. Um, you ever look up Linda on Urban Dictionary? No. Wow. wow. I think I looked up my name and I was like, what in the heck? Like, I, I can't remember what it said, but I think I did do this one night, like with a few of my friends. Yes. Well, sarcastic, amazing person posted that Linda is an amazing friend. She never studies for tests, but somehow gets a hundred. If you find a Linda, never let her go and give her food. <laughs> give her food. <laughs> That's okay. awesome. Okay. Help me on this one though. Mm. Please. Uh, as I was now you're writing an article on this, I'm just going through and kind of editing it for clarity. Mm-hmm. Help me understand the difference between friends with benefits and a situationship. Cause they seem very similar. They are really similar. So, uh, friends with benefits, like it's, it's kind of difficult to, to fully explain, but okay, let's start with the situationship actually. So mm-hmm. the situationship is two people, um, doesn't matter the gender, whatever the case may be. It's two people that honestly probably started out with like a, an after the bar kind of situation. Um, so it was kind of like a fluke. It took place and it started, um, happening more often and more frequently. Whereas friends with benefits could be a situation where you two actually had a conversation. You guys have an existing relationship, um, i.e. the friends and then you guys start having you know like basically a sexual relationship or you know whatever kind of physical relationship emotional relationship and so it kind of does that they're both still undefined in a sense but there's a little bit more communication when it comes to the friends with benefits does that make sense okay yeah because I, I kind of thought that with friends with benefits that could also be you know an end of the night at the bar thing or even like um say you you get together with someone on mm-hmm. like Tinder and then you just decide, you know what, we're just better as friends, but every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, it could be like they are like there, there is similar. Um, there's definitely similarities when it comes to them. I think the it, personally, the situationship, it's you're, you're in a relationship like hint on the title. It's a situation, but you're in a relationship, but you're not really. I know it's kind of weird, like oh, whereas yeah. like the friends with benefits can be completely separated. So whether or not like if you're if you have maybe a more um, intense work schedule and the other person like you guys live completely separated lives that's honestly what like it like mm. it can be and it's just kind of like a communicational contract that you guys you know whether it like it actually took place or maybe it was just like a I don't know maybe non commun I, I don't know but basically I feel like yeah sorry yeah, so yeah so basically like the, like the situationship is that it means that you you're basically in a relationship you have all the benefits of a relationship one or both of you guys have all the benefits of a relationship but there's no titles and you're not seeing the other thing too is like you guys aren't seeing anyone else you guys are together basically but it's just you're not (laughs) right it's just like you are play acting 
you know, being boyfriend, girlfriend, partners, uh, you know, two people that are in a relationship, but neither one of you is saying it because maybe there's some fear behind, well, what happens when you say Yeah, it? I think, and that's the thing. So first of all, if you're in a situation, like a situation right now, I'm preaching to the choir. I, I, I can't, I'm not sitting here saying it's the worst thing ever or whatever the case may be. I'm just, again, speaking from my own um, experiences with this situation. So a fear, fear base is definitely, it, it's, it's one of the biggest situations that gets you into this. And, you know, maybe, maybe one of you guys um, had a really, you know, tough relationship in the past. Maybe you were really hurt. Maybe it kind of scarred you. Maybe you saw your parents, um, you know, have, they went through a nasty divorce, whatever the case may be. So there's definitely um, fear and there's hesitation from one or both parties. That's how mine started out. It was literally both parties and, I didn't want a relationship and neither did he and it worked, worked out really well and it worked for me. Um, you know, I was busy with work and I didn't always have like the, like that free time. I was working weekends with my previous position. So we only could hang out certain times and it really did. It, it worked out well at the beginning. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And like every situation is different, obviously. Um, but the biggest thing that, the difficult thing with situationships is the lack of communication. And that's honestly, if you guys started off like properly and you guys create those, you know, boundaries. And even if you do like a once in a while check-in, it's just, you guys have to have communication. That's like the biggest thing where, where we kind of went wrong um, with our situation. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. okay, so I'm falling into therapist yeah. mode here. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> okay. All right. So tell me about the fear uh, or, or perhaps like why, why a busy work schedule? I mean, was that the only reason that it was just like, no, this, we don't want to be together together? Like what, what was that fear about being together? Um, for me personally, I, uh, I have abandonment issues. I lost both my parents when I was younger. Um, it seemed to me like as, as my, like as I, I grew up and I started, you know, like I, I actually graduated from social work <laughs> and uh, did all, did all that. I worked in, I worked, I've had, you know, other like previous positions, but for myself, I just, I felt like a lot of people that I loved and cared about, like as soon as I was like, I love you, they left me. So for me personally, um, it was the fear of losing that person. So if I didn't put that title on that person, I wouldn't really have to lose them because there's nothing to lose, if that makes sense. So, and that's kind of mm -hmm. like the mentality that I had for quite some time. Um, I would say, honestly, probably for like the, uh, the good first year, even like the second year. Um, and everything changed once like year three kind of hit. <laughs> um, so so that, that, that's really interesting because, you know, it, it's just kind of made if, I'm familiar with that feeling uh, for me and best friends. Mm -hmm. So as soon as someone is sort of elevated to my best or my closest friend or my maid of honor <laughs> or <laughs> all of a sudden they are gone yeah. from my life. Yeah. And every that's time. Thing. So that's like, that was one of my biggest fears um, was I'm just tired of losing people. I still am. Don't get me wrong, but it just for, for myself, it, the situation ship worked for me because it was great. We have, um, we had mutual friends and we all got to spend time together. It was easy. It was easy going. I'm not like a super, you know, public display of like affection. Like I'm not like super affectionate like that. He wasn't either. So like things, 
worked really well. Like, and you know, we had fun and everyone knew us as, you know, cast and so-and-so. And so it just, it worked um, for me specifically and personally it worked. And I felt like I was protecting my heart um, until I caught the feels really hard. And I didn't even realize it was happening until it, until I realized it. Um, it was right. almost like a too late situation. And don't get me wrong. Like he, like, he obviously cared about me and like we we've we had multiple conversations and that's the difficult thing about the situationship it's like we would have these conversations but then it would just go to the very back of like the like the burner kind of thing so then we wouldn't talk about it for a bit so you're kind of left wondering and that's like where I talked about like the communication thing it's like you guys have to continue this communication it's not just one conversation because otherwise you know two months later you're like what the heck am I doing and you're constantly asking yourself, what the heck am I doing? And then, you know, you're, you're getting upset and you're, and you're hurt. And so you're spending more time upset and hurt than actually having fun in the situationship. Right. Yeah. So that, that's really difficult because it's like you, you are making that effort in a way and you're communicating. Like, I, I don't know, obviously people struggle with communication. That's one of the things we work on so much in therapy. It's not just about the right words to say, but how to not feel ashamed of having yeah. needs. Yeah. So it's really difficult sometimes when you make that effort and sometimes that effort comes so mm -hmm. late, you know, after these needs have been unmet for so long that you kind of, you, you know, you, you, you kind of end up like freaking out at the person, yeah. <laughs> you know, rather than saying, Hey, I'm feeling things for you. And I would like a little bit more stability. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're so afraid to say those words or we're afraid of their reaction that we wait and wait and wait. And then we're just like, you don't yeah. care about me. Yeah. <laughs> You're an asshole. Bottle, you know? bottle of blow up. I, call, I always call it like that's literally. And yeah, a lot of my family is like famous for that. And that's something that like I used to take pride in. I was like, I don't do that. This situation, 100% I did. Like it was just a fear. Hmm. I was more worried about losing him because I always felt like he was one, one kind of foot out the door because like, obviously he didn't want a relationship with me. So I always felt like he was one foot out the door. And then I, I was worried that if I did communicate my true feelings with him, that he'd be like, I'm done. And in my opinion and how I felt at like during this, like, you know, like situation, I felt that I would rather have him in my life than not. And so I just kept pushing my own feelings aside. And so I kind of talked about that in the article, like the biggest thing and the biggest thing I, I, I want to express with this is do not push yourself aside and what you want and, and how you feel to make someone else's needs and, and, and to make them happy. Like you're, you're so special. And like, all of us are so special, like in, in like, like on our own kind of thing. Right. So uh, even my categories, apparently, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I hear. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think it's just, it's just a difficult situation. You think it's great until you realize that it's not. <laughs> and um, you yeah. know, so that's kind of where, where it is now. And I mean, I think we're like, we're still on good terms, but it's just a difficult situation um, to come back from. Yeah, it, it really would be. I, I hear you on that. Uh, I, you know, I haven't, I don't really recall if I've been in an actual situationship. I mean, personally, I had a very difficult time dating. I was not mm -hmm. good at dating. <laughs> and uh, I think that situationship was something I was always afraid of um, because, you know, when you, like, I, I almost look at it as if someone is not into committing to me, then 
you know, what am I worth to them? What's my value mm-hmm. to them? And that's not okay. Um, that's maybe more of a traditionalist mindset. Whereas, but I've also been on quite the other end, you know, in your, in your um, article, you talk about open mm-hmm. relationships. I happen to be pretty familiar with that. I also know that sometimes they're a death sentence for yeah. relationships, you know? So it's just like, if there isn't the commitment, there isn't this roadmap of where we're headed, then it's almost destined yeah. to fail. But me, I mean, that's also, also because, and one of the things that I added to your article was just about mm-hmm. role models. Um, who in our lives could we actually look at that could set a good example of carrying a situationship mm-hmm. through and, and keeping it healthy? You know, two people that essentially are in a relationship but aren't in perpetuity. Yeah. See, and, and it's funny because so, so uh, like I mentioned, both my parents passed away. But before, like when, like I, like I remember growing up, like my dad passed away when he was 42. He was quite young. My mom was 55. But... I, I saw them together. Like I, they had a great relationship. Like they had everything that I hoped that I would have. And like, even for myself, like their tagline that they used on their, like, on their wedding, I always call it a tagline. I'm such, I, I, I'm on the computer way too much, but anyways, but <laughs> so what they used for their wedding um, and their quote they used was, you know, today I married my best friend. So for me, it, it worked for me. And because he was my best friend, and so it, it was just, it kind of fell into place and how it kind of happened. And I think it got, like, it changed in the last year for sure. Like, it got more serious um, on, on both our parts. And, and, and I think I can say that, you know, with confidence. Like, he, I, I just, I, I, it was hard because I was always holding out hope that, like, you know, we were working towards something. And I think I just kind of woke up and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Because we're not working towards anything. Um, you know, there's a few situations and I just felt that he just wasn't, it turned into him not respecting me. And then that's kind of when my mind kind of just started going and wandering. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about moving in with this person and he's thinking about moving in with his brother. And I'm like, okay, we're at two different places here. Like we're not on the same page. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was, it's really difficult also too. um, you know, with meeting new people in general. Um, and then people asking me, I, th- I wrote that in the article, you know, and it was funny because you were actually for, like one of the first person to actually ask me about it. And I'm like, I don't even know. And I was like, like, we're together, but we're not together. But like, you know, it's kind of confusing. And then I went, I was going down this like crazy path when, and like, I was just mumbling and like blurting out all my like life non-dating stuff to you and then I was like what the hell am I doing like it's just it turned into like trying to explain it to people was the most confusing thing for me and I started realizing a lot more just because obviously it was starting with Kelly Mental Health and you know meeting new people and like most of everyone at Kelly Mental Health is in a great healthy relationship and or married (laughs) then there's Cass and I'm like how do I explain this so I think everything just kind of started happening for me that I was like, it just, it was like red flag after red flag. And I had to remove myself from the situation because I just couldn't, I can't do it anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, I think I specifically said, please don't sue me. But yeah, I yeah, you yeah, you did. <laughs> Absolutely. You yeah. were very, very respectful. I'm sorry. No, no, no. And it's totally fine. Like people ask me this all the time. Like all the time, everyone's like, oh yeah, so you're with so-and-so. And And I'm like, no, but like, not really. And then everyone's like, well, don't you guys hang out all the time? Like, 
aren't you guys together? And I'm like, well, like we, yeah, we hang out all the time. Like it's very, like, you know what I mean? So it was like, I was, yeah. and I was second guessing myself every single time I would have these conversations with people. And it's like, I don't want to keep doing that. Like it, it's just, it's, it's just not yeah. something for me anymore. And I realized that and something too, like that, you know, obviously I've been thinking a lot more of, I'm, I'm not obviously getting any younger. I wish we could, but I'm not. And so it's like, <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to settle down and I want to, you know, start growing with that person and figuring out, you know, where, where we go with our lives and, you know, possibly have, you know, children. And it's like, I I can't do that with someone who doesn't want that. You know what I mean? And you can't keep holding out that hope because that's what I did. Because, you know, he would do something good and like something super kind and sweet and charismatic and tell me how much he loved me one day. And the following day, it was none of my feelings or anything mattered. Um, and you know, and it's just like, it, it got very difficult and there was so much gray area and I just, it was, was turning into like a toxic situation. And that, that is so hard to get through it. I mean, it sounds to me like at one point, this situationship met your needs and then your needs Mm -hmm. changed as of course they should. If you are constantly evolving as a human being, you should not have to feel sorry about the fact that your needs change over time. No, absolutely not. Like, and I mean, and I'm not sitting here saying like, like I said, we like, it's very recent how this all kind of transpired and stuff like that. And like, I don't, I don't hate him. Like I still, I still love him to pieces. Um, And I'm, I'll tell you, if you came to me tomorrow and was like, Cass, let's do this. Like, I love you. I'd be like, okay, sounds good. Like, that's just where I'm at with the situation. So, but Mm -hmm. in most cases, I have other close friends that have done this as well. And I haven't seen a person end up with that said other person in relation in the situationship. (laughs) So (laughs) I mean, but I mean, I don't know, like, and if, like I said, if that works for you, especially when you're younger, like, I mean, three years ago, where I was in my life was completely different where I am now. Um, You know, like in your 20s, you're, you're trying to figure out who you are. I didn't know who I was. I remember the specific day that I was, I was living in Calgary. I lived in Calgary for five years and I woke up and I realized who I was as a person. Like, and that changed. I think I was 25 or 24 when that happened. And so it's like, you think about it like three years ago, like so much has happened in that three years. And so it's like, once you get, you start getting used to that person and you know, you're spending time with that person, of course you start picturing um, you know, your life with them. I remember like, I, I talked about it. I'll talk, I, you guys will read it in the article, the toothbrush uh, situation. And I was laughing so hard when I wrote that because it's so true. Like I gave him a toothbrush. It's here. He has a spare toothbrush here. I'm brushing my teeth and I'm thinking, I'm like, this is going to be great. I could do this every morning. And he's probably sitting there thinking, I wonder what I'm going to eat for lunch tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? And it's, it's it, I find that funny <laughs> to me. And because it's like, it's so, it was so true at the time. So it's kind of funny, like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of doing some weird kind of soul searching and like really going back into like the last three years of my life and thinking about all these moments that at the time I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. Situationships are not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, they and they they change over time. And like I said, the needs change. And, you know, I, I it would be interesting though. I'd like to talk about like, what, what are the, the setbacks? Like what you miss out on? Cause you know, I've, I've been, I've been in a relationship, not even a situationship where it was kind of like, okay, I'm tied mm-hmm. to you, but 
you are not meeting my needs. You know, uh, every family dinner that I had to go to alone because this person refused yeah. to come or, um, you know, going to gatherings, going to, you know, even just uh, even, I, I don't even want to throw this out there, but like having a child together and then feeling very kind of alone, like my needs were not met. I was more in charge of taking care of that person's needs or, you know, uh, sometimes there's, situations where you might be seeing someone and it's kind of mm -hmm. secret and then you feel like you know at first it could be exciting and at first you could be like ah oh, you know I can handle this and then eventually it feels like you are someone's dirty secret yeah. therefore you should be ashamed you know it feels gross after a while yeah and I think so you you miss out on things not being like in a relationship that meets your needs whatever that relationship is defined yeah as. and I think that's something that I also you know started noticing that was happening um you know I'm obviously pre-covid I like I'm a very social person um you know if there's a fundraiser or events or whatever the case may be I'm usually at them, um, you know, like I, I want to support our community. I like doing that. Um, and he was never really that type of person, which was fine for, for me again at the very beginning. I was okay with that and I respected it because I, I, that wasn't for like, I didn't, didn't bother me. Um, even like family events, I don't have a lot of family, um, especially in town. Um, so when we would have events and stuff, I would just go with it by myself because I wasn't dating anyone technically, you know, so it's like, why would I be introducing um, them to that person? What ended up happening, though, in the last year, he met my family over um, Zoom and stuff like that. And, you know, Google Duo or whatever, all that, like the video chat. So he ended up meeting them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I got to see him, you know, communicate with my brother. I got to see him communicate with, you know, my sister-in-law, my, my aunt, whatever the case may be. And so like, these again, these moments, I would be like, wow, like, you know, he wants to be a part of this, maybe like, this is huge. Like, to me, it felt huge. Um, and, you know, recently, it was Father's Day. And, um, it, you know, he was having a couple drinks and him and his brother, we were all together hanging out. And his brother basically said to me, like, oh, you're coming to our dad's for Father's Day. And the person was like, yeah, like, you're more welcome to come. And then he didn't talk to me about it <laughs> at all. Mm -hmm. And I basically, I hate the term for it. And whoever ghosts people, I absolutely do not like people that do this. But I did. I got ghosted mm -hmm. for two days. And I basically, you know, finally said, like, that was, like, one of the meanest things that you could do to someone, first of all. And second of all, I don't take things, like, when it comes to, like, family members and family lightly. So if you invite me to something, I expect to be invited and to be communicated with about the situation you know so I think a part of him he got nervous and he got scared it's like oh my god like I did this I you know I had alcohol in my system I did this I shouldn't have done this and you know what I even said if if he would have communicated that to me the following day and said you know what like I don't know if I, if I can really have you there like that might be too much I would have respected it it's the fact that he kind of took like the coward way out and then didn't say anything about it you know what I mean so and that's what I mean about mm -hmm. like this gray area because it gets so confusing um you know like a situationship you, you don't really in my opinion like that's where it gets so difficult because it's like are you you're not really in a relationship but yet you are you have the benefits of a relationship you know what I mean um and then 
where, especially where it's not really even appropriate for you to take up with someone no. else. And that's another thing I talk about in the article, you know, for at the very beginning, we both, I, I believe, uh, probably not at the same time, but I mean, we were um, with other kind of people, not, not like we didn't cheat by any means, but like we weren't together, we were seeing other people. And then slowly as time went on after three years, we stopped seeing other people. So we kind of fell into this situation where it was just us two. And I call it like a bubble. It's a very unhealthy bubble. I now realize, but you know, I, it's, it was a situation and we just kind of went with it. So it's not like for myself, like I've, I've had other people message me, ask me to go on dates, whatever the case may be. And I was like, no, you know, well, are you with anyone? Well, no, but kind of, but no, you know? And so it's like, you're doing the dance and it's like, this is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, like you said, just to, you know, give that credit, some people, for some people, this totally works for where they're at in their life. Uh, They're, but when, when those needs change, it kind of reminds me of, you know, a friend of mine that just a silly example, she always wanted Mm -hmm. kids always. And then she took up with a guy that really didn't want them. And I remember her just playing it cool, Mm -hmm. right? It's all about playing it cool because she just loved him. And she said, no, 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 whatever. I don't want kids. It's not Mm -hmm. a big deal. It's not a big deal. And it's like, there's only so long that you can play it cool while sacrificing your values for someone else before you begin to resent them and they become, you know, the reason that you've given up everything Mm -hmm. you wanted. And that's not okay. No, I think you make a really good point, Linda, because that's something... So I, I mean, for myself personally, at the very beginning, I never wanted kids and I had my reasons, you know, and the reasons it had, I'm not saying that they're right or the wrong, but you know, I lost my parents at a very young age. And so I never wanted to have children because I didn't want them to have to go through that. Um, I don't have like the greatest health. Like I'm not like the most unhealthiest person, but I don't, I always, I just have bad luck. That's what it comes down to. So I made that decision a long time ago that I didn't want to have kids for that reason. Cause I didn't want them to have to go through what myself and my brother went through, which again, some mm-hmm. people think it's a good reason. Some people don't. And, but again, those needs changed. And I started realizing that, you know, I've, I'm, everyone used to call me like the mom of our friend group. You know, I used to always take care of people and I really liked that. And it's not, that's not one of, that's just one of the reasons like, but I just realized that, you know, this is something that I want to take more of a more in depth of a look, you know, in into the situation. And I realized that, you know, I, I actually do want children. Um, I don't. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Not anytime <laughs> soon, but you know what I mean? Um, and also, again, like myself and, and my situation ship partner had that conversation about that. He didn't want kids at the very beginning either. Um, but we have, you know, a close friend and her two kids, I became really close with them and they're just the sweetest kids ever. Um, and, uh, you know, things started changing for him and I, and it's the same thing. And he even said that recently, actually, that, you know, same thing. He didn't want to have, he doesn't want to have kids right now, but you know, in a few years. And so when you're having these conversations with your situationship partner, your, your mind of course starts traveling and you're like, wow. But then you start thinking when everything happens, and things start going downhill and it's like, okay, was he actually talking about me? Because I thought he was, but <laughs> maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just talking in general. You know what I mean? So there's like so much gray area and it just turns into, you know, you, yeah, it turns into 
worry and you're constantly questioning every single second of the time together. Um, you know, yeah. and you're really pulling everything yeah. apart. You're dissecting it. I was spending more time dissecting what he was saying to me than like actually hanging out with him, I think. Right. Yeah. And that, that is, I want to just say that that is completely normal because of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ask a question and you don't get an answer and that uh, the reason for questioning something is not going away, you're going to start telling yourself all sorts mm-hmm. of stories in order to understand it. And sometimes it's easier to blame ourselves. It's easier to say, you know, oh, it's me, they don't want me, or there's something wrong with me, because then that gives you the opportunity to maybe change things. And, you know, that's where uh, that Brene Brown special on Netflix was so deadly. And the, the only reason that I, I reflect back on it because is, is because I've used it so many times. And she says, you know, she's talking about this, um, this argument with her husband. And she says, the story I'm telling myself is this, I need you to tell me what the actual story is, because otherwise I'm personalizing this, I am taking this seriously in the mm-hmm. wrong way. And, you know, Cassandra, I used the exact same uh, strategy with uh, with my own husband yesterday. You know, we we had uh, a bit of a falling out, and it was I was very very upset, and I knew that I was way more upset than I mm-hmm. needed to be. And then I went to him and I said, "The story I'm telling myself is that you are angry at me because I interfered, because I overstepped." Um, the story I'm telling myself is that you don't care enough to to hold up your mm-hmm. end of this, and I said. I want to give you an opportunity to help me understand what actually happened here because otherwise, because I don't want to personalize this and make this wrong. And, you know, he luckily, you know, part of it is approaching it in a, in a non uh, <laughs> accusatory yeah. way. Right. Cause I'm telling him the story I'm telling myself. And so I'm, I'm being open about the fact that this may not be correct rather than going to him and saying, you don't mm-hmm. care. You're an ass, you're this, you're that. Yeah. Right. And he was good enough to explain to me his side mm-hmm. of things. And I said, that makes a whole lot more sense. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, it's a perfect example where communication, like you're, you're hearing him, you're relaying what you're specifically hearing, and then you're communicating. Like it's a perfect example of why communication is so, is, is so important. Right. Cause like that, that could it have is. turned into a, such a different situation. Um, you know, and, yeah, it's how, how you communicate. It's what you're communicating. Yeah. It's even just your willingness to be vulnerable, yeah. you know, with this person that you're in this relationship, non-relationship situationship. Mm-hmm. It's so important that you're able to communicate when your needs are changing, what your needs are, just to know, like, you need to know all the information so that you can make the decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because if, if you don't, if, if he's not sort of telling you if he's in or out, or this is what he wants, or maybe he's in the middle, if he's not giving you this information, you don't have all the facts so you can decide whether or not this thing meets your needs anymore. Yep, exactly. I mean, yeah, for example, when I went to him and told him about my feelings about the whole um, ghosting Father's Day situation, um, I got two days later a text message saying, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Okay. Also, listen. I got an okay, okay last night. No, no, that is not okay. <laughs> and then I got, I, I got a freaking okay 
like when I basically said, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, this isn't working. Like you're treating me like shit. Pardon my language, but it's the truth. And okay. Was it an okay or was no, it No, I got, K? I got an okay. I got an okay. And then <laughs> period. And I know period. So it's like, okay, thank you for agreeing with wow. me for treating me like complete crap for the last, you know? Oh, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Like, and this hurts yeah, my it's heart. Been fun. And it's, fu- it's funny because girls tell each other everything, eh? like no matter what. And I'm not trying to single out women or anything <laughs> like that, but it's true. We do. We need our friends as support, um, you know? And so it's just the situation. And so I was like, okay, am I crazy here? And then I like, you know, talk to two of my close friends about it. And they're like, Cass, like, what are you doing? Like, you're a 10. This guy is not treating you well. And I'm like, okay, I just want to clarify that like, this is what I get. I got an okay. Like, what the hell? Like, it was, it was interesting. Like, I was like, okay, like, this is, we're done. Like, now there's like, now we're at the point, again, I still love him to pieces. Um, he means a lot to me and he always will. And I just, and I, truly, I want him to be happy. Even in my previous relationships, like, there's only one person that I've, like, there's been, like, I can't be, like, friends with. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just that type of person. I know we talked about this on one episode, too. And I'm just, like, I, I don't know. For me, I'm friends with my, my exes. But, and for him, like, there's no bad blood. Like, I, like, again, I love him to pieces. I wish him all the best. And I just, it's definitely not me anymore. Like, there's, I can't, I can't fix that situation. And that's what I usually do. I'm a fixer. So I go in <laughs> and, you know, I want to help. And, and, but this situation, it's, it's not, it's not helping me anymore. And it's affecting myself, my mental health. It's affecting how I feel about my, even my self-worth. And once I second guessed myself on my self-worth, that's when I knew I was like, I, I got to step away from this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that, it is a really, really good thing that you were able to stand up for yourself and step away for yourself. Because when we stay too long, the resentment continues to grow, the anger continues to grow, and then you you just are so stuck in your own mm-hmm. loss, right? The more the more time goes on, it's like you know when I ended uh, a major relationship in my life, I I way overstayed mm-hmm. that relationship, and I'm I, I wish I had ended it sooner. Um, but of course you just, you feel so yeah. stuck and then you're so stuck on all this time that you lost mm-hmm. to that person. And I mean, luckily we're on really, really good terms now. I mean, I'm glad I didn't stay any longer. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that, but it's like, it's so much energy that is sort of wasted and it's not accomplishing anything. No. And I think, I think that's the thing too, like, and it's difficult. I think the number one, in my in, again my my personal experience with this the most difficult thing about about the situationship is that one or uh, again my situation I, I held out hope for so long that you know this could turn into I wasn't staying with him because of you know small reasons I was staying with him because I knew his his fears about relationships but I was staying with him in hopes that you know like because we were so good together that things would change and that he would finally a hundred percent commit to me. And like, we would be together because even it felt like a relationship, um, you mm-hmm. know, again, not at first, but it turned into feeling like that for me. And so I just, I held out for as long as I basically could. And, and, 
you know, we would have conversations about that, you know, um, him saying that, okay, have you ever seen the episode of, of, of How I Met Your Mother? Did you ever watch that show? Not much, no. Okay, so How I Met Your Mother, there's one episode, if anyone actually watches the show, it's hilarious. But there's an episode of Ted Mosby. Um, he's he's looking for, or he's telling the story about how, his kids, how he met his, like how he met their mother. But anyways, so yeah, that story is way too long so just long, for that. But it's so <laughs> worth it. So anyways, he ends up he starts dating. It's actually she does a guest appearance, uh, Carrie Underwood. So he starts dating Carrie Underwood in the show, and he thinks that they're dating, but they're really not. And so her ex boyfriend kind of comes back and. So she says to Ted, she's like, I can't be with you right now. And so like that little right now, it like, it's kind of like when you go fishing, you hook the fish. And so you're just stuck there and you're kind of in limbo. And that's the biggest, uh, crappiest thing about situationships because that person is therefore holding out hope that this situationship is going to turn into a relationship and that when that person's ready, you guys will be together. And it's like, it's literally in my opinion, again, it's like, I call it mental terrorism. (laughs) And I know it's bad, but I'm just saying it literally, he was like a mental terrorist to me because I was constantly holding out hope. I was doing these things. I was in this, you know, situation with him in, in hopes that we would be together at the end of the day. Um, And unfortunately I just, it just wasn't benefiting myself anymore. And it was causing me more harm like I said, to my own mental health. So that's why I had to walk away. But that's one of the biggest problems with situationships is that you're constantly waiting for that person to be with that person, you know? And unfortunately, again, with the relationships and friendships that I've had, and I've seen that this like happened with, you don't end up with the person at the end. Um, So it is, it's very difficult um, to kind of go through, obviously. And because when it ends, it's, you're ending it's still a relationship to me anyways you know so it's very difficult for for sure um to go through that for any ending of any major thing in your life is difficult so Mm -hmm. that's that's really difficult to to go through and because like you said it is a relationship whether or not it's defined as such I mean you and I have a Mm -hmm. relationship right everybody has a relationship and so this fear about uh you know, calling something a romantic relationship because you've got some trauma in your past that you are not willing to deal with, you know, it really does a disservice to yourself as well as to this person that is willing to be your partner. But then there's the other aspect of it that, you know, looking looking at it just from the perspective of a person that has dated, that has been respected and disrespected. Mm-hmm. To me, my mother would have some words for him. Uh, yeah, trust me, my, my aunt has, has a couple as well right, right now. But, and, and yet, you know, from a therapist perspective, I, mm-hmm. I get it. You know, I get that hesitance. I get that there's something that holds people back. And sometimes it's just this knowledge that the person they're in the situation with isn't the ideal for them, but they are still compatible to, to mm-hmm. a degree. But a lot of times it's because they're, you know, they're, they're stuck, not willing to deal with something that happened in the past. And as long as they're unwilling to deal with that, they'll never have that clarity and that, that peace to be able to either 
continue this, the situationship until it develops into something else or chooses to leave and then pursues what they're really looking for or maybe even chooses to be alone. I mean, there there are people that are simply aromantic and they're, they're not into, you know, longer term relationships other than just sort of close mm-hmm. friendships. So basically like making the choice of what it is that they want a lot of times they've got to deal with what happened yeah. before. And I, I, and you know, and obviously there is a lot of, cause this is still fresh for me. So obviously like there's still a lot of, um, it might be coming across that this is completely negative. And I feel, and I, I just want to clarify because there are, um, I have someone in my life, like a, like a family member, she was with um, her, like the love of her life, high school sweetheart for a oh God over 20 years. They never married. They didn't live together, but it worked for them. So situationships aren't always a negative thing. So um, unfortunately he, he passed away. So they never, they couldn't, uh, they had a lot of good years. There was a lot of ups and downs, you know, not defining the relationship. Her and I talked about it after. And I asked her personally, like how, you know, how she felt if she could have changed things. And I'll tell you her, her exact words were, if I go back, I, I wouldn't do it again because of what she kind of went through at the end of it you know, losing something that you weren't fully attached to and having um, his family members, you know, maybe not recognize her as the person that he was with. Like, there's just a lot of, again, there was a lot of gray area in that situation specifically for her. But I've also, like I said, heard of people being together and living together, obviously, without getting married. Like, a lot of people, some people don't agree with marriage. Some people don't want to. And that's fine. Like, to each their own. Um, specifically again though for for myself and what I kind of realized like I thought it was a great idea at the very beginning and it worked like I said but obviously as you know my life changed I changed it just wasn't working out personally for for myself anymore and obviously not not for him as well like it would, once you're in this and you start noticing like that you're spending more time crying and you're more upset than happy um you know like you 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 kind of have to really do like a self check in with yourself. Right. And like figure it out, like what's actually causing me this pain and, and what can I change? Cause that, that's something that I learned like I, when I used to be my most negative person back in the day, the old cast, um, I used to always <laughs> sit there and like, or I never used to think like that. You know what I mean? Like I, and then towards the end when I started actually changing and really, you know, finding out who I, who I was, like I was as a person, I started asking myself, okay, so what can I control and what can I change? Um, you know, and I used to always think like, I was like always looking for happiness, but happiness was a feeling. So it's like, what could I do to make myself feel better? And it's like, okay, well, not sleeping all day and, you know, basically sitting in your like funk all day and you're and being upset, like get out, go for walks, like stuff like that. Um, so I think every situation ship for sure is different. Like they are similar. Um, Uh, as obviously you guys will read that in the article, but I think like just making sure that you're checking in with each other and yourself, yourself is number one. There's only one of you. So definitely just making sure that it's, that you're happy. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't get out, don't be like me. (laughs) Three years later sucks. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It it does. So, I mean, would, would you call that your final thought? Would you say that, you know, that would be your uh, yeah. <laughs> advice, advice for people that, 
you know, maybe, maybe started off as friends with benefits or maybe, you know, had this situation shift develop and now there is significant distress, you know, what, what would you tell them? Yeah. I think the biggest thing, honestly, I want to get across is like, like I said, to each their own, but if you're starting to second guess it, it's for a reason. And just to, just remember that it's about you. It's not just about the other person. Like, yeah, you guys come together and you guys have good times, but you got to take care of yourself, like, honestly. And, like, if you're questioning and you're spending more time upset and whatever the case may be, like, you know, communication, like, communicate with each other and just take care of yourself. Um, that's, like, the, definitely the biggest thing um, that I would mm-hmm. want to express and, and stress to people is take care of yourself. <laughs> the moment you start changing for this person is the moment you really need to, to look at what the hell's going on around you, for sure. Mm-hmm. And while while it is okay to, you know, grow and evolve, uh, maybe because that other person gets you to mm-hmm. grow and evolve, maybe they ask you the right questions, or maybe they represent something that you like and you want for yourself. That's Absolutely. okay. But if you're but compromising your yeah. values out of, you know, out of concern for that other person when they aren't meeting you halfway, that's a recipe for a disaster. You know, it, it makes us less of what we really could mm-hmm. be. And that's not fair. Cause I mean, you, Sandra, you're a wonderful person. And, you know, from my, from my perspective in a, in a healthy, stable relationship, as I was listening to you talk about this, I just felt, I felt sad for you because I thought, <laughs> no, 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 I, no, and I don't mean to be no, condescending. No, no, no. I, no, no, no. I, I, you know? I get it completely. And I, I thank you for, for the kind words. And I know a lot of, I didn't realize, uh, I, like I said, this is still fresh and new. So just like hearing myself say that, say everything, it's just like, oh my gosh, like if, all of my friends too, mm-hmm. they've just run out of words to say about it. Like they just, and I think once, once you have like you, everyone has like a, well, most people have a support system, which is great. But once your support system is sitting there saying like, I don't have anything else to say to you. Like I can't, I can't help you. You know what I mean? Um, You really got to start to look at what is happening (laughs) and, you know, like, is this okay? Um, You know, so, and the thing too with it, it, like, like the whole situation ships, like it might, you might end it and it might happen again because that happens too. (laughs) Um, But again, Mm -hmm. like if there's things that they're changing and, you know, they, they communicate that with you and they talk to you and you guys have, have that, you know, respectful adult conversation, then wonderful. Like, I'm not saying no, don't get another try. If you truly love that person, that's the thing like that. I a hundred percent realized, um, that, you know, I've, I've fell in love with him. So one of the hardest things I've, I've had to do literally to date in my life right now is to walk away from something that you love. And it's, I don't wish it upon anyone. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, situations like this, all of our all of our experiences and relationships are so so important and that's why honestly as <laughs> as difficult as relationships can be, I always encourage people to just try because if it doesn't work out, you learn yeah. something. And you know, when I went from uh, you know a, an unsatisfying relationship and I went into a new relationship, um to be blunt, I took no shit. Yeah. Like I was just like, okay, listen, if we're together, we're together. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, you know, and if, you know, these are my expectations and if you can't meet them mm-hmm. well, too bad. Right. Because I've been through the yeah. bad stuff. And so, you know, if, if you are teaching people how to treat you, you are teaching yourself how you wish to be treated. And there's nothing wrong with stating your needs because if you state your needs, you are far more likely to get those needs yeah, absolutely. met. And I just, uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting situation, but that's something that I'm, I mean, I'm happy that I kind of, I mean, I'm just happy. Like at this point in time, like I feel like a weight kind of got lifted off my shoulder and it's, it's nothing against him. Um, like I said, I nothing bad to say about him. Um, but it's just, you change and you grow and you evolve. And like you said, whether it's you, you're, you did it together, whether he or she helped you, whatever the case may be, whoever helped you get to that point, um, it's really important to, to make sure that you're putting yourself first. And yeah, I'm definitely not dating for a while, but <laughs> you know, in the future, um, I'll come back and my comeback, well, the comeback's always stronger than the setback. Right. So I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'll probably come in hot and be like, this is what I deserve. <laughs> but for right now, I really like being on my own. I always did. Um, so I think I'm just going to really focus on, on work myself my friends, my family, and that's it. Everyone else stay away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, certainly after the, you know, the ending of any relationship, non-relationship situationship, (laughs) uh, you're going to need time, right? Because sometimes, sometimes in relationships that don't work out, we can learn things that actually, you know, they they become unhelpful thoughts, unhelpful beliefs that have to be deconstructed. Mm. And so that's why it's so important to take that time after the ending of any kind of close relationship and figure out, you know, what did I learn? What was I telling myself? What, what kind of uh, thought process did I have that actually doesn't work in my worldview or doesn't work in the life I want to create for myself? That time is so important. And you know what? Solitude in order to figure that out is so important. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Like, don't make any, I always see those posts and I did it one time before when him and I like broke up or whatever, I like chopped my hair all off. I like, you know, it's, I always see like the funny, did you go blonde? No, I didn't go blonde this time around. <laughs> like, you know, what box dye, black box dyes in my head right now. Like there's no way in hell I'm going blonde ever, but I did like a crazy, I chopped all my hair off and stuff like it's still growing back obviously. Um, but you know what I mean? So it's like, I always see the funny memes. So it's like, don't touch your hair. Like <laughs> girls, I'm women, <laughs> men, whatever the case may be, don't touch your hair. I know I've been there and I even thought about it this time around. I'm like, I should probably just shave the back of my head, like underneath, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Don't do this. Like <laughs> I'm a perfect example of what not to do. So don't touch your hair. <laughs> yeah. Good times. <laughs> don't alter your looks. <laughs> You're good the way you are. Trust me. <laughs> That's my final yeah. advice. <laughs> yeah. I, I do see a lot of people um, after the end of a relationship, they end up getting in shape and that's what, that's what my brother did. He's <laughs> My God, he changed his whole life. I mean, he's obsessed with exercising now. I mean, all the power to him, but he can go have fun in his non-gym over there. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but, but it's true. You know, some people just use that, that time alone to go find yeah. themselves and be the best version of themselves. And that's the best way to be because then you are satisfied. You are happy. And you're, I mean, sometimes you end up attracting people that just want that out of you and they want, they see the best in you. 
Um, but either way, you're still satisfied with yourself. Yeah, I think so. it's very important, like just to kind of get back to your roots. And what you were talking about with your brother, it's, it's people call it a glow up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> After, uh, you know, and, and I feel like everyone too, it's like, oh, like I need to win the breakup. I need to win the break. It's like, oh God, stop. Like you're, you're fine. Like just focus on yourself, just do your own thing and just get back to yourself. Like it's summer, it's beautiful out. I know we still, uh, you know, have, you know, the whole pandemic going on, but there's still tons of things to be thankful for and grateful for right now. So, I mean, I still am, I'm still positive. I still have my moments obviously, but you know, it happens. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm glad that you're in a good place. And if you need to talk at any time, I'm here. You know, you can always reach me and you have a support group, which is yes, awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm very, yeah. very grateful for, for the situation I'm in. I know I was laughing. I talked to my aunt and she's like, so Kelly mental health. I'm like, I, I think that's a conflict of interest, but I might refer, ask to see if they, if they can refer me to a counselor. <laughs> We're yeah. Obviously, as always, we do have amazing therapists. We are back in the office, which is something to celebrate. We didn't even talk about that on season two. It was too much into the situation ship, but we are back <laughs> to work. So that is exciting. The therapists are still um, offering, obviously, telephone um, counseling sessions. And they're also doing online, um, I think it's through Zoom, I believe. Um, so if you're still uncomfortable and maybe you just don't want to put pants on for the day, you don't have to. You can call. <laughs> we can set you up with our therapist. But we're officially back. And it's really nice to be back um, I think you and I even were talking about that the other day when we got back to the office. It was just nice. It was nice to see everyone. And it was nice to kind of be back home. So we uh, are still mm -hmm. available and we're accepting new clients. Um, so we're keeping mm -hmm. busy. We have a couple, well, one newer therapist, one still new therapist. Um, so yeah, we're kind of growing, growing the Kelly mental health family and we're making sure that we are here for you guys. And if you guys do need to talk about relationships or you guys need anything, um, from A to Z, basically we cover it. So you can contact us, yeah. check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Um, there's a million ways to contact us. So don't ever feel like you're alone. We can talk. We can talk and we can help you make sense of what's mm -hmm. happening and hopefully give you some, give you some tips and tricks and skills, or even just some validation for what you're going through. Sometimes that makes all the difference. You are heard, you are acknowledged and what you're going through and what you're feeling is completely okay. Yes, I agree. That's a great final thought, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Drop the shame, guys. All right, guys. Well, um, until next time, we're again, season two, we will be back for uh, episode two. So stay tuned and yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.